Hi, I'm Sabrina Soto. I believe the best conversations are with friends who are really able to open themselves up and share their lives, both the good parts and the bad. You're going to be listening to some of those candid conversations and hopefully gaining some insight to help you redesign your life from the inside out. Hi, Shane. Hey, Sabrina. So this, okay, this is your fourth time? No, fifth. No. Third. Third. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Time being on the podcast, but obviously we talk a lot for people who haven't tuned into the podcast before. Shane and I have talked about different topics because Shane and I used to work together in a therapeutic way. Correct. Uh, And today we are going to cover a topic that you and I constantly talk about. It's feminine and masculine, the polarity between them. Polarities, yeah, in relationships and just the energy itself. Even friendships. Mm -hmm. Even at work. All over the place. It's an energy. It doesn't exist in just actually people. Right. right. So to get started, I, I, tr- my trouble with being feminine, I guess in the past has been, I like to be in control. Mm-hmm. I like to not be left. So I act in a very masculine way of controlling a situation usually being very masculine in relationships. And I know you've probably, with all of your clients, have seen that issue a lot with, with women. Mm-hmm. So where, where do you think the problem lies in that? Where the woman has to show up in the masculine? Form? All the time. I, well, I think there's deep roots in survival stuff where we had to, and it's very directional. And again, you know, your masculine has created a career for you. It's directional, it's focused. So... It's not necessarily a negative thing, but it could be a thing that helps us move forward. But are you asking where it plays out, I think, in relationships or Yeah, because for me, I think it's taken me years to figure out the balance and how to live in both. And I have to take my responsibility for creating the relationships that really cater to me being masculine. Mm -hmm. Because what would happen is I would get into a relationship, I would live in my masculine, very rare in my feminine then I would resent the other person for allowing me to be masculine constantly, not being masculine themselves. But right. I'm almost the one who created this pattern. Right. And then the whole relationship would break down. Yeah. Well, obviously, you can't take full responsibility. So let's be gentle on that. Because if the environment, if the man isn't showing up in the masculine, then you have to. Right. So you have to show up like that. And what, you know, is the idea is then you can become this motherly person to this individual which pulls away from the polarities of that dynamic so if that if that individual can't take care of him so say the masculine and the masculine can't stay in his own core which is emotional sovereignty he can govern his emotions he knows when he's having his emotions and how to regulate instead of becoming reactive or defensive or going against self and drinking them away or using them away Mm -hmm. then you're not going to feel safe in your own feminine you're not going to feel safe enough to move in this in an emotional way because the feminine is the emotional self. Right. And men have obviously feminine sides as well. Correct. Yeah, we have to say that, right? We all have both. So, you know, it's okay for a woman to be in her masculine and in her feminine. It's okay for a man to be in his feminine and his masculine. But it is, is it a balance? I guess the ideal situation, would that be a balance of both at all times? Or is it a dance? I think it's a dance. I think it's knowing where that other person's at. So if you're going to be in your masculine and I need to be that that space for you, that's okay. Right? So there's that dance, which that's called that sacred dance or the sacred union between those two energies, which is really the sexual energy. It's the sexual essence. So that's okay. 
And, you know, because then we're both masculine, we're bumping, right? We're, right. We're, we're going to bump heads in that. So when you're in your masculine, it's okay. I can be that soft, gentle, flowy. If I'm going to be a masculine, that gives you permission to be in your feminine, which truly, again, if you're looking at for the dynamics of relationship, we'll just use a man and a woman in that. Um, it's, you know, the men actually want their woman to be that soft, gentle. What they're not realizing is they're not creating the environment for them to be. How would they create that? Uh, within the masculine. So there's a lot of things. Again, emotional sovereignty is one for men. How to know how to regulate your own nervous system. So you're not becoming reacting, uh, reactive or defensive. You're not shutting down. You're not passive or passive aggressive or using addictions. Because again, remember, that's not going to show the feminine part of the feminine energy is the emotional self. The women are driven by the emotion. The feminine is the emotion. Mm -hmm. So if I'm dysregulated with my emotions, you're not going to feel safe enough to move into me. Right. So then, so the guy, so as far as the masculine is, how do I know how to be in my emotions? How do I know how to regulate my emotions without projecting, defending? And running away. And running away. It's funny you say that. I, I remember a relationship in my past where the person... I could see when they would get stressed or anger, they would use, they would drink. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if I consciously understood what was happening, but I never felt safe. Right, right. You're not going to be, because this individual is not keeping himself safe. But that's the thing. It's not that I didn't feel safe because I thought he was going to hurt me or anything like that. No, not physical, right. But it was, I just remember watching and realizing if you can't take care of creating your own calmness right how am i ever going to feel calm around you You won't right you won't so then you're going to stay constantly in your masculine and and you talked about this at the beginning is then what happens is um and then you can take on these roles and you can be the mother to this this adult child which is never good which is never good and that adult child the man if we're just using that context doesn't want you to be their mom so then the resentment start to build and really the resentment is i can just speak for myself the resentment is internal I'm I'm upset with myself, anger over time, resentments. I'm upset with myself because I'm not showing up in a way. Mm-hmm. But what happens is if I'm not aware of it, guess who I'm going to project it onto? You. Right. You're complaining, you're blaming, you're controlling, you're bossy. And what the man isn't seeing is she's trying to point something to you. You've abandoned yourself. That's the reflection. That's what the feminine energy is. It's the reflection back to the man. You have abandoned yourself. You're not in your heart space. And so, but, but men, we view it as complaining. Oh, she's complaining. She's controlling, nagging. And what you're doing is you're diminishing that part, that part that is revealing because the, the strengths within the feminine is the weakness in the masculine, the masculine strengths are the weakness in the feminine. So that sacred dance and that sacred union, we could come together and really unify on those things to understand that within each other. You spoke about earlier of the, the man doesn't want you to be his mom. But (laughs) sometimes I do. (laughs) Well, that's why I'm saying like, don't some men actually look for a mom replacement so that they could recreate the love maybe that they didn't get from their mom and and heal it through a relationship? They do. And so what that is, they're in their boy psychology. They're not a man. What do you mean? They're stuck in uh, a very young developmental stage seeking mommy to validate them. And what does that look like? And that's that. Using that, I want you to take care of me. Mm -hmm. I want you to take care of me because I don't know how to do this for myself. So again, it goes back to that same uh, discussion that you're not going to feel safe. 
Because that's not the relationship. You know, I don't want to have to take care of you. I want a partnership. I want it to be balanced is the word you use. But if I have to take care of you and I have to take care of our daughter and I have to take care of this house and I have to take care of my business, right? It's not balanced. We want a partnership to balance that off with. That's the polarities. It's the opposite. Right. And and it could also play out in a way of needing validation from your partner because you didn't get validation from your mother. Correct. And doesn't the same thing happen with women who didn't get the love from their father? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what that is, it's, it's, it's whatever that is, if it's the woman, if it's the man, it's, a, it's that undeveloped part and they're stuck in the adolescent, they're stuck in the child. Mm-hmm. We need adults to be in this relationship. Right. We need to have those uncomfortable conversations. We need to sit uncomfortably. We need to allow that person to be upset with us. And it's okay to be upset with me. You're allowed to have that experience. It doesn't dysregulate me. It doesn't make me get defensive. Because what is in defense, in the, in the defense, I'm defending my ego. I'm defending who I think that I am. Mm-hmm. And the ego is the child locked in an identity. That's a bigger story. But the thing is, <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Um, but that's, that's that. No, whole... that's the inner child work that Correct. we actually, that was another, that was the other topic that we did in our last podcast. That, but yes, that's right. So what is happening is look, and everybody can, you know, any, you know, one can be a male. It takes a lot to be a man because what you're actually doing is you're grieving your childhood. Ooh, oh, that was weird that I said, ooh, like that, but <laughs> no, because Anybody could be a male, but it takes a lot to be a man. That is so true. Right. And yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And that's it, everybody. <laughs> We're done for today. Tune There's... in next week. <laughs> Good luck out there. No, but it's true. And I think most women who are A-type personalities, alpha females, right? Mm-hmm. It's you assume to find a man that is masculine, he has to be macho and a right. millionaire and some CEO and all these things, it's, that's the actual opposite. That's ego. That's right. That's all, you know, and again, you know, those things can be more external. What, what the woman is really looking for, can I be safe with you? Remember, if, if the feminine energy is driven by the emotions and the representation will be the moon, the moon changes in a month, right? And the women go through what's called a moon cycle. And all these emotions are flowing. Sometimes the woman doesn't know what those emotions are. And so what they want is, can you be with all my emotions, Mm -hmm. with all my stuff that's going on, and it could be crazy, and it could be all over the place, and I don't know really what I'm feeling, but it's coming at you. Can you be in your core as a masculine to hold on to that? Can you allow me to be me and and allow me to feel safe with all of these things moving around? It's... I've been guilty of not allowing my partner to show up for me because I don't even allow them the chance to, because I don't want to be labeled a nag or crazy or emotional. So how can someone who feels trapped in a space where she's, she doesn't feel the right to be in her feminine? So that's painful. And I'll tell you why I'm going to open up that conversation with you because there's a societal culture that labels that. And kind of keeps, think about the monthly, oh, she's emotional, she's PMSing. And we oppress that beautiful part of them that is actually available for us to learn from. Instead of judging it and shaming it and making them feel bad about that, you know, we could actually open up to that. How can I, and it's really, it's probably the discomforts for them. 
because they don't know how to hold space for that. Mm-hmm. And so that means that they're, they have abandoned the self. They're not in their masculine core. Because that's what you're talking about is a cultural narrative. Yeah. She's a nag. She's blaming. She's a nag on the rag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. True. Right? But that's true. but that but right? But that's but that is coming. That's a shaming thing to say. It's, yes. So now you're taking this moment. Now, why? You're taking this moment of this monthly cycle. What is the representation? Is the monthly cycle is the givers of life. So now you're taking this beautiful gift that men can't do by themselves, and now you're shaming it. So that goes really deep into women's experience. And culture continues to uh, invalidate them or oppress them in certain ways. And so what you're speaking to is a language of oppression. Mm-hmm. She's a nag. Yeah. But I don't know if that's necessarily true. Maybe she's trying to teach us something. Can you hold on? It goes, you know, can I be safe with you? While I'm going through this, can I lean into you and you can just hold it for me and let me have my experience without trying to fix it, without telling me something's wrong with me. Right. And, and, and again, that's going to take a very strong masculine core to do that because he has to be very aware of his own stuff. And that's what I'm saying. It's anybody can be male, not everybody can be a man. And that's the work of this, this what, what happens in, when we hold on to the polarities. You know, there's representations of all this all around. It's, you know, Shiva and Shakti. You have the sun and you have the moon. You have the yin and the yang. You have Adam and you have Eve. These are all representations of this polarity of masculine and feminine energy. This is the greatest story. You have Mother Earth, Father Sky, the legendary lovers. Mm-hmm. And they're in polar opposites of each other. And this is, you know, even the engagement of, of sex. You know, it's like men's, you know, genital areas. It's like... I, I know. I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, 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 but I'm just saying, what is it pointing to? It's pointing to the I don't the need heart. your hand gestures. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in case we forget everybody this is what it looks like um but it's it's very directive the male is massive directive and the the woman it's it's up to the heart they're connecting their hearts and the and the directive so this you know anyway so can i be safe with you is what we were talking about can i have these emotions and know that i can lean into you and you will hold that because you know how to hold on to yourself then how we're speaking mostly about how a woman can feel safe with a man. How can a, a woman feel, make a man feel safe also? So how can a woman, uh, let's repeat that again. So how can a woman make a man feel safe? safe? Because you're saying in order for a woman to be, be able to be in her feminine, she needs to feel safe with a man. How can a man feel safe to be feminine too, in a way with a woman? Well, I think that's going to be the, that's going to be that dance. When that man can stand in his own and allow her to have the emotions, he can see what's available from there. Then he can have an opening to also be vulnerable as well. Because men aren't in their emotion. Men are logical. We're the hunters. Right. The women are the gatherers. They're already communicating about the emotions and how to, you know, how to raise, you know, little Tonka. You know, they're, they're in there in community. But men are out there by themselves hunting. So they have to be more logical. So with the, when the woman opens up, and if a man can allow that woman to open up in her feminine, he can see that it's safe for him, too, to have that feminine side. Right, because if a man is hunting and he's alone, he's not sharing. So he, how does he open himself up to share, to be loved, to be emotional? Good, good question. I believe in having other men in your community. 
I think that's an important thing. And I just speak that for myself because of, you know, I think having healthy masculine energies, again, is important. I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. So finding communities for men where you can have that available to be vulnerable, and you can actually share that with your partner, what you're learning and what you're figuring about yourself, not dumping it on your partner as she's supposed to take care of it, because then it goes into the emotional neediness. And then she has to show up and say, oh, you don't know how to take care of this for yourself. Like having that, you know, men community, you know, there's the the divine feminine community. Women are already doing that. But men, I think it's a struggle because we don't know how to engage because we are solos. We're out there. We're just by ourselves. I, how do I say this? I, I also have talked to a lot of my male friends mm-hmm. and when they are together, they don't really talk. So, they don't. right. That's when, so when you say community, how do you even create that when most men, the other day we were out of town, my sister's husband went golfing with a stranger. And I thought that was a little strange because, I mean, good for you, but what are you going to talk about? It would be, I'd be a little nervous to spend hours with somebody I don't even know. And he said, it didn't matter. They don't talk anyway. What? Mm-hmm. You spend a whole day golfing with someone you don't even talk. Mm-hmm. So how do you create a men's community when communication really isn't happening? Right. And I think that's going to have to come a lot of work on the men's part. Right. I'm not opening up. And again, this is, this is where, how do you, so I guess there's a lot of uh, questions within what you're asking. So let me just sit with that for a second, because how do you create it? Well, first is I think we have, as men, we have to recognize that we are blocked in certain ways. And the way you're going to see that if you are in a relationship, those are the greatest mirrors that you could have in your life is seeing how it reflects. I'm not going to do this by myself. There's no soundboard. There's no one showing me revealing parts of myself. But in the relationship that you and I have, you're reflecting back my own stuff. Like, why are you getting defensive? Why are you so reactive? Why do you keep drinking when you're dealing with that? If there's any part in that individual to say, wait a minute, something is happening here. I need to look at this. That can open up a a, a nice porthole and an access point to seek out stuff. Right. But if we're just, we're just not, and we're going to continue to keep defending ourselves and becoming reactive or just keep drinking in a way or using in a way or behaving in a way, there's nothing you're going to be able to see. So you'll leave that relationship and you'll go to the next relationship. Do the same thing. And do the same thing over and over again. Do the same thing. It becomes what you're doing is just you keep repeating the same patterns over again. And the until you do the work, until you do the work, because then the idea is, you know, oh, well, well, she was crazy. That's why I left. Mm -hmm. What we're not doing is taking accountability for our life. Just a side note for anyone who's listening if you are dating someone and they say that their ex was crazy, that's a red flag. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you heard that too. Yeah. How are they talking about their exes? Yeah. Everybody's crazy. <laughs> Everybody All except you. All of your exes you. <laughs> are crazy? Okay. Oh, my God. Let well, me guess. They're narcissists, yeah, yeah. too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know me and my label. <laughs> I'm like, really? Come on, Sabrina. But yes, you're right. It's you're going to continue the pattern constantly. And I realized that I wanted to change things up because even though the pers- the people looked different, yep. there was like this. It's a thread. It's a thread. And I didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And in order for me to cut the thread, I had to do things drastically different. Absolutely. And that's the day you finally hit your knees and you surrendered. And that's the moment, you know, and we have all these moments where we can grieve. You know, I I come from the addiction world. So that was the moment I hit my knees, which opened up more. And then, right. And then what happens is when you're on this path and and what's happening is where you don't see your shadows when you're standing in the dark. 
How do you see your shadow? When there's a little bit of light peering through. Now, what happens in this world of healing, transformation, recovery, whatever you want to call it, what is happening is you're widening the gap of light. So as you keep widening that gap of light, more light is revealing your shadows. How, if you're in the dark, do you start allowing some light in? How do you do it? Mm-hmm. So, well, one is, first you have to recognize this, my, I'm not living up to my capabilities. I'm not living up to my full potential. Something yeah. is happening. Like you said, you know, if I panned out, is all these guys crazy? But what's the common denominator? Me. <laughs> You're in it. <laughs> <laughs> so there needs to be some kind of responsibility to there, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, wait, I can label, you know, 8 billion people as crazy and I'm the only sane person or... I'm going to start looking at this and I'm going to take this information and start doing and start to explore, mm-hmm. start doing the work, you know, the work, start introspecting, seeing what's going on. What am I carrying? Because like you said, there's a thread here and I could link all of these relationships and there's something that is linking them all together. And that could be just enough light for you to start the journey. Yeah. That could right. be just an look. We're not looking to open it up in you know in an hour. All we need is a sliver of light to peer through the darkness, so you can just see a little bit, right? And you can take that and start to widen your gap more and more and more, and then all these shadows start coming out. You're like, oh, and now you now everything reveals itself. It all makes sense. Everything is everything. It's all connected. That was me also being able to change up my pattern of living in my feminine and allowing myself to, even when it felt uncomfortable, staying in my feminine power. Yes. By you, yes, thank you for that, because that is exactly it. By you giving yourself permission to feel what you need to be feeling, to, to cry if you need, to move it through, was you and your feminine and then you learned you're your nurturer. I take care of that part, which is the mother, the, 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 the nurturer. So you were allowing that feminine to be. And then you could take that and you own that. Right. And then you can move into a relationships and you can still have that within you and you can start to move into this. And if they're not going to hold on to that, allow that part of you, then you know you can cut it off from there. My new mantra for 2024, I, got, I went to Hoffman last year at the end of the year and my facilitator wrote this down. She kept saying it to me because she saw me for the whole week of, she said, soft is strong. Mm, And that that to me is where I need to be because I don't have to be a bulldog all the time to be strong. Mm -hmm. I can be graceful and soft and communicate exactly what my needs are and what my boundaries are without having to be enraged about it. Right. And that is, I think the balance of feminine and masculine. Absolutely. And you can be that too. You could be, you could be both because both are you. And that idea is when, when that woman is testing their mask, the man's masculinity, if he doesn't know how to love that part, he's only loving parts of her. He's not loving all of her. I know it's true. It's so (laughs) true. Yeah. You, we, you have to love all of me. You have to love those ones that are going to push you and make you uncomfortable, as well as those soft and gentle ones. You don't get to pick and choose and just, I'm just going to be soft and gentle all the time. Because if you can't hold on to me when I'm testing you, then you're only loving parts of me and I'm going to resort back to my masculine. <laughs> it's quiet. Just say something. Just kept, I kept nodding my head. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. I mean, this is what I'm really, yeah, I'm really seeing these dynamics and I work with couples too and I'm just noticing it in my own self and of course looking at my relationship patterns. Where wasn't I standing in my mouth? 
Where have I relinquished parts of my own masculinity? And then what happens is I get resentful at myself. Right. Yeah. And it seems like you're resentful at the other person, but it's not. Oh, it's easier to be mad at you. Yeah. It's so easier to be mad at the person. And and when we blame and we use defense mechanisms or we use addiction to, um, to uh, blaming the other person or use defense mechanisms or use addiction, then we are we are not able to step into our vulnerability and our responsibility. And so then, you know, then it just becomes about you. It's not about me. And we can seek relief in that. Yeah. Well, you're the problem, not me. Victim. Thank God I'm okay. Being a victim. Yeah. I had um, a narcissist who, a recovered narcissist on the podcast last year. And he was saying, I, I didn't understand how being a victim felt powerful because nobody wants to be a victim. But now I understand that it, it's the relinquish of the power of it's your fault, not my fault, where the power lies. Absolutely. Right. We can stay unconsciously in our victim consciousness, which gives way for I'm hopeless, helpless, powerless. And I'm helpless and powerless. I can't do anything unless you change. Right. It's not that. No. It's never that. It's I change because I change. That's where we restore our own power. But, but what we're not seeing is we're just giving it away. We just give it away. It's you're the problem. There's no truth. And I've talked about this many times. It's like, there's no truth in you made me drink. There's no truth in that. Right. That's just you abandoning yourself. You're in this victim role. Right. Okay, Shane. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we tend to go on these tangents, which I love so much. Oh, I love it. Um, thank you guys for listening. Obviously, Shane's going to be back. We're probably going to record another podcast. Please rate and review the podcast if you love it. Again, if you don't love it, don't. <laughs> Just skip it. <laughs> skip it. And in the show notes, I'll, I'll put how to get in touch with Shane on Instagram. And you can get in touch with him if you want to do sessions with him. Yeah, absolutely. He's based in LA, but you could do it on Zoom. Zoom. Whatever. Zoom, Zoom. Zoom, Zoom. Thanks, Shane. Thanks. Thanks.